this meeting to order. Please rise for the prayer and prayer and the pledge. <coughs> Heavenly Father, please guide us in the decisions that we make and help us lead the city with the best of our abilities and do what's right by the citizens which we serve. Excuse Mrs. Kroger. Second. All in favor? Aye. Opposed? You know, if we could get a moment of silence tonight. Um, Shelly Kroger isn't here tonight. Lost a sister-in-law. Um, so anyway, our condolences go out to the Kroger family, to Shelly. And I'll just say a simple prayer and we'll move on. All right, moving on to approval of the minutes from February 6th. Did everybody have a chance to review the minutes? Yes. Yes. Have a motion? So moved. Second. Okay, all in favor? Aye. 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 Okay, it has been asked to move the executive session on the agenda to uh, above the audience asking participation. If anybody would like to make a vote. I make a motion to... Uh, enter into executive session to consider the appointment or employment of a public official. Second. Okay. All in favor? Aye. 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 Roll call. Roll call to change the agenda. He made a motion to go into executive session. No, this is just to this modify the agenda. agenda. Oh, the change the agenda. Okay. Yeah. I misworded that. And then do we have a motion to go into executive session? Yes. Okay. I did that. Second. Second. Sorry. Roll call. So, motion to go into executive by Tommen, who seconded. No, the motion was Mark. made by Mark. Yes, I made, made it correctly. Open it up. <laughs> so, Bishop, then who? Tommen, second. Second, got it.
session. Second. Second. Give it to Andy. <laughs> Get the book. That was a motion made by Mr. Boehner, seconded by Mr. Bronner to return from executive session. All in favor? Aye. Aye. We are back at 7.47 p.m. You're st and we still have our, our guests here. How do you like that? We did good. <laughs> now we'll move on to audience asking participation. <laughs> By all Just, means. You're not in trouble. <laughs> Real quick, um, please state your name. Um, this is a council meeting for the uh, business of council, not to be considered a public forum. Um, you have five minutes to speak, and when you're finished, you can return to your seat, and council may comment or answer any questions if needed. Wonderful, thank you. Um, my name is Michelle Jones. I'm the new appointed, newly appointed Hamilton County Public Health Specialist for the Reading We Thrive team, so I'm here today to present this beautiful proclamation that goes to the Reading Village um, for being acknowledged for seven years of amazing and excellent service as a We Thrive community for seven consecutive years. That's amazing, so I just wanted to present this um, to the mayor, if possible. Sure, sure. Come on up. Yeah. Yeah, thank you so much, too. And I want to tell you, too, that the We Thrive members have done wonders for this community. They're an amazing, they're an amazing group. Do we need a picture of this? Or somebody yeah. Get some? yeah, let's get a picture. And then once take it. You got that, Katie? Or? I guess, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, get all the weed thrown. Yeah, get in there. Yeah, Donna, you definitely need to be in there. Where do you want us? Though? Right there is good. Just hold up the proclamation. Yeah. It's upside down. Oh yeah. Thanks to the city for making that happen this year. 
another thing that we worked on last year we're going to continue this year is the Reading Farmers Market. Uh, we're going to have um, about 10 to 12 vendors each week, it looks like, this coming year. And it's going to start on May 17th. Uh, the Reading Farmers Market is every Friday from 4 to 7 p.m. on the lot uh, at the corner of Reading Road and Vine Street. We also, uh, in collaboration with the city, converted the tennis court at Koenig Park into two pickleball, two pickleball courts and held a grand opening event tournament last summer. Um, let's see. We put together a welcome packet for new residents. So we, when we started working on this, we put together a, a list of information we thought might be helpful to new residents in Reading, uh, went to the water department and discovered that a lot of it was already being handed out to new residents, which is great. Um, so we just decided to kind of augment what was already being done and designed a nice folder um, to put all of the information in. Uh, and in, in addition to what was being handed out, we added a We Thrive brochure and um, a Reading New Resident FAQ sheet that includes um, when trash and recycling is taken on your street and other common questions. Um, all right, we uh, Reading citizens signed up to plant and care for the 64 planters that line the streets in Reading and a couple designated spots in our adopt a program. Um, Pat and Tracy Orman continue to lead Reading residents in keeping our, sh our streets litter free with Walk with a Purpose. Uh, and this year, the city and We Thrive secured a $15,000 grant from Hamilton County. We used it on a variety of health and safety related projects, including uh, purchasing, the fire department purchased three AEDs for City Hall, the library, and St. Peter and Paul Academy. We used part of the funds to plant uh, pollinator gardens along the BFIT trail. And we um, upgraded the signs for our park passport program. Uh, they were plastic signs, they were getting weather worn, and uh, now they're all metal and should last a lot longer. Uh, yeah, so that's a few things we've been doing, and we appreciate all the collaboration with the city. Um, and thank you to Alex for uh, being, being a part of our team. We're going to miss you, and we're excited to have Michelle on. Uh, if anyone wants to get involved in We Thrive, uh, you can learn more at wethrivereading.org or email us at wethrivereading at gmail.com. Thank you. Elise. help with that funding for the for the folders and I've, I've offered all help and okay. at least took advantage those of those are it, nice so. nice folders really nice yeah thanks that's a great idea I remember when we first talked about that a while ago it's it's been a while yeah, yeah that's fantastic <laughs> so yeah um, yeah for the second um, I know we, we did talk and uh, whatever we run out we're gonna we're gonna talk about um, maybe getting some help paying for the second round <laughs> <laughs> that you. will do Thank you. Thank you. Well, again, it's incredible what y'all accomplish. So we appreciate We Thrive and, and everything y'all do. Okay, next. 
chat. Um, I went to, uh, I reached out to Katie previously over Messenger about the park at the end of 5th and Flora. Um, it was deemed unsafe recently, and the city had to remove the playground equipment that was there, unfortunately. And it had been vandalized several times that I'd seen, uh, sadly. But um, all the kids that live, at least on my block, went down there at least a couple times a week to play on that. And I know currently that Bo and then uh, uh, Mr. Ross that couldn't be here today are working on the uh, funding for that. Um, I guess my kind of question for it was, um, Katie told me that uh, they've determined the use of the park. And I guess how do you guys measure a use of a park to determine the amount of funds that are allotted for that? We knew something. N number one, believe it or not, the same thing happened over 20 years ago with Flaggy Park. And it is kind of one that's out of sight, out of mind. You know, the, the more people, you know, number one, you know, we, we have one full-time park person, one. And you know what, when there's a water main break or, or you know, snow and ice removal, we have zero. So anyway, it's a, it's a constant challenge for us. So the more you can let us know, like I say, when this happened in 2002 and we had a full-time rec director then told us, oh, it never got used. And, you know, should I take it out? It was dangerous. We said, sure. And next week, there were about 15 people here saying, yes, it does get used. So in other words, you know, I mean, it's to us, I think Patrick already said, for the footprint that's already there, you're talking probably 30,000, 35,000. You might be talking 50,000 if we make it bigger. And, you know, for council, you know, making sure, you know, each of our parks needs repairs and upgrades that, you know, we're doing something that's going to be well used and money well spent. So, you know, something when you leave here, I'll get you my number. Uh, did, do you have Patrick's already? Okay, I'll get you both of our numbers. And then the more people you can get to sign saying, hey, we do use this. It is important because, again, obviously we put it up again. You know, we don't want to uh, uh, negatively impact neighborhoods or families. That being said, there's X amount of people and X amount of dollars. So. You know, it's my apology. I think Dave might remember when this happened, you know, between council members years ago. The plan was was to send a letter to every house and ask this time. But good weather got ahead of us. The crew had an opportunity. You know, I say we have one guy that inspects that playground equipment. He said it was dangerous. And they went ahead and got it down. They got a step ahead of me. So. But hopefully, if it ever happens again for some of you younger guys here, please notify the neighborhood first. And hopefully, good weather doesn't get ahead of you. So anyway, my apologies there. All right, thank you. One Thanks. comment. I'm hoping that our uh, park passport program that she had mentioned is going to call attention to some of these 
underutilized parks that we do have in, in the community nestled in neighborhoods like this. So hopefully more people will take advantage of the park passport program and discover some of these. fortunate to have an in-house inspector that can that can uh, check it out now and, and catch the catch the safety issues when they happen um, some of the stuff is getting older and, and uh, obviously safety is a biggest concern so we'll get those things replaced that's yeah. one of three that Seth and I had talked about replacing this spring yeah. we've been pricing it out and trying to find the right size and, and the most fun sets but they've taken all the fun out of that them. slide was <laughs> <laughs> that slide was a death trap. I had a question. I mean, is it do we need more lights in that park I'm to sure, try to I'm sure I could use some upgrades? Well, I, I, if we're gonna do the well, go all hog and go put the lights up because lights are what keeps the thugs from coming in, vandalizing the parks. They don't want to, they only do it when it gets dark. So if the lights are up the majority of the time. Yeah. like they are at the other parks that'll mitigate some of that problem <coughs> i talk to matt morgan tomorrow yeah i don't think it does there's no power there's no parking yeah. you know the, the parks the like that they close at dusk right If the residents are close by, we really don't want to light up their houses. Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah. I mean, yeah. But also, they, you know, being close by, they could also, you know, report if they do see something, some vandalism, which Seth reported on. You know, the the set itself had had you know signs of vandalism, and some of that caused it to be, you know, obsolete and dangerous as well. So the burn marks, and he said mentioned something about somebody chopping something on yeah, it or the cut, the cut hatchet wounds. Cuts, well, we yeah, just got so. the cameras at Canic and and Voorhees, and it might be worth looking in for some of our smaller parks, yeah, too. It, it had been, like, burned and melted, and, like, someone was taking, like, a knife to it. Right. Chopped chunks out of it, mm -hmm. and drawn all over it and everything else, but it didn't sound like it was complaining on the Well, you'd hate to spend $40,000 and, you know, and then and come go. back a day later and have, you know, that type of vandalism occur. Well, so. we've also tended to repair parks that have been vandalized, and every single one of them has had it. Right. Yeah. So... Yeah, today in broad daylight, we poured some concrete at Canic Park, and before it dried, a nice, very unpleasant phrase carved in it. That's hopefully our cameras catch them. It's it was. So, what's your name again? Andrew Katz. Andrew, okay. Thanks for coming in. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, thank you, Andrew. Appreciate it. Andrew. Sure. All 
entertaining thoughts of creating new facilities for themselves. Um, in 2016, uh, or I should say in 2014, um, in an attempt to start a in-depth public conversation about park needs generally, I presented to council um, a series of slides showing many of the deficiencies regarding Koenig Park, some of which would be access problems. We continue to have um, restrooms at Koenig Park that despite having spent $30,000 recently, they remain non-compliant with regard to ADA uh, access requirements. Um, you've got uh, other deficiencies in terms of uh, access from a pedestrian point of view. The diagonal parking along Koenig Avenue results in uh, passengers disembarking essentially into the street. You've got a um, <coughs> irregular mid-block um, um, crosswalk entrance along McWhorter Avenue. You've got irregular poorly marked parking at the end of McWhorter. Um, the point that I'm heading at here is that there would seem to be a need for a comprehensive plan before enacting on piecemeal improvements to the park. That particular point was driven home and um, in a remark made by Patrick Ross on August 20, 2019, and I would ask all of you to review the video starting at the uh, 124. Bob, I'm going to have to stop you. That's your five minutes. I'll, I'll make a motion. We give Mr. Ashbach another five minutes. Do I have a second? Second. Call for a vote. Roll call. You can do a roll call or you can do a voice vote. Uh, we'll do a voice vote. All in favor? Aye. 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 In that August 20, 2019 meeting, Mr. Ross announces a uh, administrative effort to secure a um, comprehensive recreation study. Real quick, what was the, did you have a time stamp yeah, for that? Uh, 124, Dave. And which meeting, was that the first meeting or second meeting? That's the August 20th. Oh, 820. Okay. That particular effort um, resulted in a a steering committee being impaneled. The steering committee met twice, and I believe Katie was a part a participant in this effort. Um, <coughs> they met in December of 2019, and they met their last time in February of 2020, at which point COVID hit. And I presume that is the justification for that planning effort to have completely just been abandoned. There's no evidence that it's been ever completed. My point in putting all these things out before you is that um, we've heard now about doing this here at Plaguey Park, this here at Canning Park, this here ever. You talked last, you talked last week about improvements at the pool. Um, this effort that Patrick announced in 2019, he specifically described it as one that would be citizen-driven and that would review the needs and prioritize. So I humbly suggest that you do exactly that, that you embark upon a proper study of the recreational needs such that you don't end up spending good money after bad in the sense that uh, you place utility poles uh, for the purpose of lighting.
exciting, finding out that um, the elevation of the field is uh, desired to be three feet lower than it currently is. So uh, I don't see how, in a practical sense, you could achieve the installation of that new lighting um, by any time short of a six-month interval, which means that it would likely the, the utility for the summer is a marginal value. I urge council, I urge you with all, with all my power to take a more comprehensive view of this. And I think there is plenty of things that could be done, um, but I, I think they ought to be done in a coordinated fashion. The, the absence of mention of the poles, I'm sorry, the absence of the mention of the lights during the entire two-year period preceding this councilmanic term uh, is interesting because uh, by comparison, there were five mentions of the need for um, repairing the sidewalk on Hunt Road, the landslide area that so many of you are familiar with. Um, that involves specifically public safety. And if this push to do spend $300,000 on the lights right now is being motivated by a need to spend COVID money before a deadline, I would certainly urge that spending COVID money on that sidewalk repair would be an equally worthwhile outlet for those dollars and would not therefore result in you spending money at Koenig that might end up it not being in the exact way you want it done long term. I'll leave it at that. Thank you much. You know, if I could please comment on that. That will again rank as one of the, the greatest misrepresentations ever presented at a city council meeting. And it, it constantly happens at, at live council meetings. Number one, each and everything that is discussed at council meetings doesn't make the minutes. Number two, you know, the lights at Caning are the result of massive community input over many, many, many years, every year. Again, this is used by, the VYO has one fundraiser. They keep 300 and some odd boys and girls busy six months a year. One fundraiser that relies on those lights to have a four-day softball tournament that brings all the wonderful softball players, their parents, their, their wives, their dates, their children, is the major funding of the VYO. Ours, Bob, the, the fact is that you've missed the comprehensive community input for this does not mean it doesn't happen, okay? It happens over and over. The talks about this, you, you mentioned, Bob, you know, one of the poles snapped. One of those poles, they go about 16 feet into the ground. They've been there since uh, the late 40s, as far as I know, early 50s at the latest. They've been outdated for years. Anybody's welcome to go down and take a look at them. You know, I tell people they could be used in a horror movie. They're, they're almost scary. One of them snapped. Now, we had the rest tested. They're structurally sound, but they're no longer fit and haven't been for many years for hardball games, okay? And, you know, they're getting harder and harder for softball. But, Bob, and you can sit down, please. But anyway, long story short, you talk about fields that, that uh, you know, we've lost over the years. Dow Chemical now that's going to be anywhere from 250 to 500 new jobs there. You know, the city never owned it. Guess what? You know, with lights now, instead of having to quit at dark, you know, lights at work, 
Bonnie's going to be able to use it till, you know, 8, 9, 10 p.m. when she needs it. 300 kids. Little League football uses it. That's probably 200 to 300 kids, including the cheerleaders every year. Little League soccer uses it. This has been discussed over and over at meetings you failed to attend. And because the, here's your attitude on things, Bob. If you weren't there, and if it wasn't your idea, and it wasn't done exactly your way, it didn't happen, or it's totally wrong. Massive public input has been put into those lights at Canning. I have talked about it every year since I've become mayor, and sorry you missed it, amongst the many other things that you missed, as, as you seem to be asleep at the wheel even while you're at council meetings. I mean, you're the person that forgot I had political opponents in mayor's contests. You put it in literature, you pass from door to door, you missed it while you were a, can a candidate in those campaigns. Just imagine if you missed it, I had opponents for mayor. How many community meetings did you miss on recreation? How many? Tons of them, Bob. Well, let's talk about that, though. Uh, you know something? I think he's had his, his input yeah, here. Yeah, you've had your five minutes, and, Bob. And this um, isn't a debate. Uh, I, that I haven't attended or for which there is no public record, those very likely could be considered a violation of the open meetings. Bob, have at it. If we're supposed to record the Memorial Day Festival every week, then have at it, Bob. You go after it. Okay. You're constantly. I believe what you're referring to is the Park Steering Committee, which I was a member of. When we, we did meet, I believe, two or three times, um, and yes, because of COVID, it was shut down and as we know, COVID went on for a while and it has never picked back up. But the main focus of that steering committee was updates to the swimming pool and Hafey Field House with the idea of either expanding onto that for a rec center, community center, or expanding onto the pool house kind of in similar fashion. Those were the main focus. Um, of an entire redo of Canning Park was never discussed. And also, unfortunately, Patrick's not here, but as far as the sidewalk on Hunt Row goes, I do know that Patrick has met with engineers, and that project is scheduled. Underway. The yeah, landslide, it's, it's, yes. But with the weather right now, nothing can be done. Oh, absolutely. It's moving forward. It, yeah, it's not scheduled. The last word he sent me back in November, you get drawings to me uh, in two weeks, and I haven't heard a when, but he was hoping to get it done this summer. That's right. Engineers have been there for the last year. I, I wanted to say something here, but I said it last meeting. And I don't know if you heard it or uh, I've been here again since 2022 and I support the lights the whole project okay my no vote was upsetting because when we spend it three hundred thousand dollars that's a lot of money you would agree with that oh absolutely I think that the residents ought to have some input into that I believe that should have went three readings but my point is no one ever mentioned the traffic, the lights at Caney Park in the last term, not in 2022, not in 2023. I've been to every committee meeting, some that I was not a member of. Not on this floor was it, the, the lights ever brought up. I didn't even know anything about it until 31st of January when Matt Morgan was in our finance committee meeting, and he was talking about them. The next day I drove down and looked at them. I agree with you, but that's the first time I'd heard the, anything about the lights in such bad shape at Caney Park. 
I'm, and I'm, not, I'm not poking at you, Bo. I'm just stating the fact because I have no reason to lie. I was here. I might have missed a couple of meetings last year when I had my knee done. But I watched the council meetings when I wasn't here to see what's going on. Now, you, you may have been talking it with the people in your group, your administrative team, but it's never been brought up on the floor of council. And I beg to differ. I'll tell you what, how far this has gone. I think some of you, Bob included, might know Gary Kurtz. You can ask him. Gary made drawings. We applied several times to the Cincinnati Reds Community Fund, you know, to redo Canic Park. You know, it's one of those things for a city of Reading, we're a little bit too wealthy and other things work against us. But we had several drawings, lights included, and we've been looking into those lights. Bob, I, I beg to differ. Um, anyway, I'll go back through my State of the City reports where, where it was a constant for me. Lights at Canic Park. Because again, you know, my sister Bonnie is over 30 years now as president of VYO. She has donated more hours, not paid a penny ever. I can't, can't tell you how many months a year, how many hours she puts into it. Those lights are a major concern to keep children busy year-round here. And as ball fields become less and less and harder to get, those lights become more and more and more valuable. So sorry if, if I didn't uh, communicate that better, but they have been a major concern for this community for many years, including the one that snapped 13 years ago. Snapped, could have killed somebody. So anyway, long, sorry if you missed that, Bob, but there's other things I'll, after the council meeting that you also missed that I'll bring up with you. I, I don't think I missed anything. Any more comments? Or? Yep. Do we have anyone else from the audience that would like to speak? Okay, moving on to reading of communications. No. No guest speakers. Uh, moving on to legislative. Reading of resolutions, we have none. No. Reading of ordinances. This is a second reading, an ordinance authorizing the safety service director to establish the position of part-time administrative assistant for both the police and fire departments and declaring an emergency. I have a motion. I'll make a motion to suspend the rules requiring a second and third reading. Third. This is a second reading. This is a second reading. I, I thought there was going to be a safety committee meeting tomorrow night to talk about these two positions, and obviously that's They're, what's going to that be is, changed. That is planned. So I, I safety you know, committee meeting tomorrow. Do we know if public health committee meeting? This can wait. Okay. Well, Do we want to just have this be the second reading, since the I would imagine that the safety yeah uh, I would thank you. Okay, I'll withdraw my motion. Then I know there's a meeting okay. tomorrow. Okay, next ordinance. An ordinance authorizing the safety service director, <coughs> sorry, <clears throat> to enter into an agreement with Brandstetter Carroll Incorporated for engineering aquatic design services for Reading Pool and declaring emergency. I don't think we need to bother with the emergency clause. We can wait for a third reading. Our time frame is to have drawings and permits by June 1st. Okay, and that will be a second reading. And moving on to miscellaneous business. Uh, it has been announced uh, uh, tomorrow night at 7 p.m. There's a meeting of the Public Health Committee to discuss the uh, aforementioned ordinances on okay. hiring. 
That was, is that Shelley's committee? Yes. Yeah. I'll have to check to see if that's still. Geez. Yeah, we just talked. Okay. Okay. Anything else? I guess since I've been brave enough to speak up to this point, I'll, I'll bring up another one. And I'll, I'll apologize if this one hasn't been brought up enough. We've talked about paving Furman Road, you know, from Ridge Road down to Sanborn Court for a long, long time. Long, long time. I have witnesses for this one. But anyway, as of a couple years ago, we get it engineered well enough to get $100,000 in municipal road funds a couple years ago. We talk about it, we talk about it, we have engineers design it. We talk about it, we award the contract, which council does. We award the contract. We have pre-construction meetings, okay, it's awarded. There's a company that was chosen, it was bid by multiple companies, okay? We awarded the project. We have a pre-construction meeting, okay, to go over exactly what we're gonna do. And then we start to have com a committee meeting here uh, where citizens are invited as to how to do the project. So anyway, it's engineered, it's awarded. You're not going to get by saying it. I am. Now, it's a fact. Now, the reason I had that service committee meeting, Bo, Patrick asked if the residents could be notified and if they wanted speed humps. Speed humps. That's right. right? The number, number two or number three complaint at that meeting was the fact the last time that road was paved, there's an over overlay put down without scarifying, so it raised the street three inches or more. So now the street in a lot of places is higher than the driveway aprons. People are getting tired of replacing their driveway aprons every four or five years. That's when I said, well, let me see what I can do. And you said the project, that's okay, that's fine. That, I never complained, I said, okay, I'll let the people know the project's been uh, a contracts awarded. We're not going to go back and redo it. Uh, we're going to ask about a stop sign up on Georgia Lane because I got a two weeks supply of uh, the speed trailer up there. There's a fair amount of people doing 35 to 45 miles an hour up there because they're avoiding Thurn Ridge Drive, like I told you. That's why the traffic on Thurn Ridge Drive is way down because the speed humps are there. So the speed humps are working. But what it does is driving the traffic to other streets. Maybe some of them are going to Bolster, I don't know. But yeah, don't, don't start throwing jabs at me because I called that meeting. Patrick asked that question, and that's why I called the meeting. But Bob, did you not? I have an email from you saying that that needs to be ground down six inches all of a sudden. I said Never if. Never mentioned. I said if. I, don't, I was asking, I ask you just plain simple, can the engineers take a look at it? You said no, I said okay. I never complained. That's okay. That's fine. I get it. I'm not going to complain about it. And engineers, it's been awarded. Okay. Now on, on to the subject of speed humps, which hasn't been decided. But speed humps work. You know, is the chief safety official in this town and my administrative team with public safety being number one? We used to get call after call after call from people on Thurnridge Drive. It's dangerous. Somebody's going to get killed. We can't have our kids playing in the front yard. It's an accident waiting to happen. One year, residents blockaded the road to stop somebody that was repeatedly going up and down. They work all day, every day, without police officers, without tickets. All of a sudden, what used to be a major concern for this community has, has stopped. We used to get calls on a daily basis here. Accident's gonna happen, child's gonna get killed. 
They're going to go on Maple Drive. We've been getting calls for years. I'm sorry if I haven't communicated this one. MND girls and, and everybody else, you know, there's speeding that goes on in Maple Drive. I'm sure Dave's heard about it. There's going to be speed humps at popular request. You know, for me, look, we're one of the busiest mayor's courts in the state of Ohio. You're in, you're out. We are here to enforce the law. That being said, I have never once asked our police department for a dime. I've never asked them to go out and cite people for revenue sake. As a matter of fact, that's an issue with the state if, if, if you do that. Speed hunts without police officers, without getting people getting tickets, speed humps work and slow people down. There's something that we need to consider as safety officials. And I'll tell you the other story. You know, one of the first years I was mayor, and it was Sternridge Drive. You know, I got complaints. People are speeding up and down there. So I go into a staff meeting, and I say to the police chief very kindly, I said, would you please put some officers up there, give speeding complaints? And he just erupted on me. He said, I'll tell you what's going to happen, Bo. He said, the first 10 people we're going to, we're going to pull over are going to be long-term residents, and they're going to witch you up a storm and down, you know, up and down. Why aren't you on Reading Road? Why aren't you on Galbraith? What are you doing here? So anyway, I urge all of you to take a huge look. I'm not, I'm not, you know, I'm up and down Furman plenty too. But as safety officials and responsible, responsible for safety, speed humps work. There's, you know what the leading complaint against them is? You have to slow down. So anyway, I've, I guess I've said enough. All right, I just have one quick thing for miscellaneous business. Um, I believe Patrick sent out all the information about the community block development grant. Um, I think our next meeting, it would probably be good for us to get some ideas together to discuss what we'd like to put that money towards. Um, just, just kind of a comment on that. I believe that money can only be basically spent down here in the valley because of the, the something about the census tracts and the average yeah. income. Yeah, there is, of, yeah, there is some others, Dave, but you're absolutely right. They yeah. like it to be in a, a distressed area financially. Pat will get you all those. Yeah, but I think, just think for us, good idea to get that out, um, discuss it during a um, regular meeting and go from there. Does anybody have anything else for? Just one other thing, Pat pick up, Patrick Ross picked up a $201,000 check from SORTA today for two road projects, grant dollars. So anyway nice for Kaylor Avenue and Landy Lane so you know I'd like to <clears throat> I think I touched on this last time um, as the city's in a much better position than we were uh, 10 years ago 15 years ago um, while we're not gonna go wild spending money um, it's no longer a situation that I've seen of, of we can't do this if we do this now we have the ability to do more than one thing and we can do things as they come we're not always going to find that they're going to fall in the order that we want them to um you know the uh just like the uh, water main breaks um you know the playgrounds breaking things of the sort sometimes those things happen and they don't happen maybe in the order we we we're had them on the list uh, but these days we have the ability to get these things done there's other grant funding there's the covid money things of the sort so we're I think we're doing a good job trying to take things as they come, put them in order, and get those things done. But just because we do one thing doesn't mean something else doesn't get done. Uh, like the uh, the repaving of the, of the sidewalk on, on Hunt Road, uh, it's on the list. It's being done. Um, there's a, a few other streets that are being done as well, like Harvest Lane. That's on the list. That's going to be done. It's on the schedule. 
Um, no, it's not going to be next, but it's going to be on the on t it's on a list real close. It's going to be done as soon as we get to it. Um, and so, I think uh, um, you know we just have to keep that in mind. I think that uh, you know we're going to get to a lot more things, and a lot of things are being done. We bought a lot of equipment for the service department, um, things they've been de desiring for a long time, and uh, got the new fire truck coming, new police cars, things of that sort. So, um, I'm you know I'm optimistic. That we'll get these things done. Yeah, that's a good point. Most adjourn. Second. Motion made by Mr. Boehner, seconded by Mr. Tommen to adjourn. All in favor? Aye. 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 This meeting is adjourned at 8:32 p.m.